you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Who, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are, and I hope you're having a happy holidays wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 40 of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available on iTunes as well as davedamashek.nfl.com. Subscribe, won't you? Matter of fact, speaking of podcasts, just today, just uh, moments ago, I paid a visit to uh, one Rich Eisen and, uh, and sat in on his podcast, so be on the lookout for that, as well as the shame report. Just took care of the shame report. I had to speak about people who say that I am loath, even though I've made it clear I am from Pittsburgh, PA, and I root for the Steelers. It doesn't make me incapable of objectivity and you'll have to watch the shame report to see who's number one on this week's shame report and i think that will answer all questions about whether or not i can come down on the steelers if i see a need to do so anyway also to check out adam ranks pick six columns known the world over for their insight mixed with humor you know i think that's a good way to describe them here he is you also see him on nfl fantasy live it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having How me. How are I appreciate we? It. Oh, doing Happy wonderful. holidays. Happy holidays to you. Yeah. What's new? You know, what happened? You know, so, I was watching. So dour. I was, no, 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 I'm not dour. I was watching, you know, it's it's so funny because people who follow the podcast or follow me on Twitter at Adam Rank know that I'm also a wrestling fan is also, you know, as well as liking the NFL. The thing is, is I'm watching uh, Monday Night Raw and I'm watching Monday Night Football back to back together because I have two TVs in the living room. So I'm watching Ben Roethlisberger 
sell this, you know, injury that he had a week ago, limping around, <laughs> Wait, hamming so it up. Well, no, let me, let me finish. All right, so go he's ahead. hamming it up for the cameras. And then here's CM Punk on the other channel who just was in a table, ladders, and chairs match the night before, showing no ill effects. It's like, you know what? Take a page from Ben Roethlisberger. Learn how to sell your injuries because, gosh, I wish – I don't know if the WWE can hire him to come in and teach his – you know, teach the guys how – this is how you keep people thinking you're a tough guy by just perpetuating this. Oh, look at my injury. I can mm. barely go. I'm such a champion. Great point. Great point. So, in other words, what you're saying – Roethlisberger really committed to this injury thing that he Love was playing it. up by throwing two abysmal interceptions early in the game. Well, Look, everybody, I'm selling it. I, I mean, I'm fine, but I want you to think I'm hurt, and I'm going to prove it to you by throwing terrible passes. Well, no, he, was just, he was, just wasn't playing good. Wow. That Maybe was... the 49ers, I know, okay, I, I know it's loathed you to give the 49ers credit. Maybe their defense was good. Maybe they intercepted it because... Roethlisberger wasn't playing well. I think it's a mix of uh, of both things. That you defense know, hey, is legitimate. Next man up. You know, the Steelers are all about, you know, the, the standard the doesn't The standard drop. remains the same. Standard That's what Coach Tomlin talks about. So right. if you're hurt or not, the standard remains the same. I expect, and we'll, uh, we're pending in an announcement we're, uh, when we're, re, uh, we're recording this. It's uh, afternoon Tuesday out here on the West Coast in the nerve center of the NFL in Culver City, California. We haven't heard official word yet uh, whether or not uh, it's going to be Roethlisberger against the Rams, Chaz Batch, or Dennis Dixon. It's even uh, it's not even clear who the Steelers would run out there if Roethlisberger does in fact sit down. So uh, interesting stuff there. I mean, no matter what, it's the Rams that uh, that certainly should be a win. They might even it might be a cool little contest to run if they were more desperate for fans. They mm-hmm. might they could have a contest like. Hey, we're going to call one ticket holder gets to play quarterback <laughs> for the second quarter against the Rams. That's what the St. Louis FC is doing. It seems they're like just that's pulling what they're them going. out of the crowd. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be yapping with CJ Spiller, whose breakout has been a little delayed by injury and, of course, by the great Fred Jackson and how good mm-hmm. Fred Jackson's been. But since Fred's Jack- since Jackson had to sit down. Uh, C.J. Spiller's really started to emerge here. He was a high-round draft pick starting to uh, to uh, earn his keep and uh, prove that that was a good pick there. But the season for the Bills has fallen apart. He's about to play Tebow and company, so we have a lot to yap with. And also, he's a Clemson kid. I always like talking. That's what I say. To me, Rank, that might be not, – that's not the best uniform in college football, but when the Clemson, Clemson Tigers go all, all orange, orange, I don't like monochromatic. I don't like when the uniform is – you know, the, I don't like the Seahawks wearing that blue hat, shirt, and pants. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But I like when Clemson does it. I think they – I think that they're looking – like what the Broncos, as a matter of fact, have been doing lately, the Navy, 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 fat, fat, and fat. But when, when the Tigers do it, Clemson, I like it. How do you feel about San Diego State with the all black but the red helmet? That's okay. Um, so so. I don't really count them as a legitimate college football team, though. I'm sorry. I, listen, all due respect to you and the, your pal Marshall Falk. I don't, Former Heisman Trophy winner. Marshall Falk won the Heisman no, Trophy. He didn't yeah, I was. Not. What? Where does that nonsense? Why do you just, you just make should, stuff up to make points? And but they're but. he should have won. I think when you look at it, the biggest Heisman robberies of all time. I think number one, Marshall Falk losing to Gito Toretta, and then I guess number two not would a be bad one. Jake Plummer losing to Danny Werfel. Okay, that's a pretty good one too. There's probably some. There are um, some. Good ones. I'll tell you another one. Hugh Green in 1980 losing to George Rogers, the mm-hmm. the uh, the linchpin of that great pit defense that uh, proved the point by shutting down George Rogers in the Gator Bowl that season. That was a that was a good one. And um, what was the year? Tim Brown, I never felt deserved to win the Heisman no. the year that he did. 
Andre Ware won it. In hindsight, that was probably not a great move. That was more product of system than than skill from the individual. Right. There was. I mean, if you look back in history, there's a number that come up when you because uh, like, but Marshall to me still stands up as you know one that's. That stands out there well, because the, he was so the Heisman's dominant. The lost its luster entirely, starting probably with Toretta once and for all became a joke. But Jason White won the Heisman Trophy. It's oh, that was awful. Well, OJ, you know OJ Simpson, I think didn't win it. When you look at the USC running backs, you look at OJ Simpson, didn't Gary win. Beban, yes, from UCLA. Well, the Juice won once, but he didn't win it uh, twice. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Sorry, I had that backwards. Yeah, he. Had, I, I think he won it in his senior season, but not his. Fresh. I could be wrong. I th- not his uh, junior season. Anyway, listen, we have uh, much to get to here. We have to go through what if the season ended today. We have to look at uh, how things are seeding there. The season isn't ending today, what, just what? to be clear. The season is not ending today. Okay. But we also have to discuss the Shecky Awards, which are coming up next week. We're going to cover all the big issues. Maybe I should bring couple get a little insight from C.J. Spiller. Last week we talked to Steve Smith of the Panthers, our new pal, by the mm-hmm. way. He's, a, he's an almost weekly regular. This week he's on Total Access on NFL Network, so we had to give way there and let Steve Smith shine over there. Well, we're a team player. Yeah. Just right. like, you know, and, and I say this, and I cannot say this enough, you know, because we, as people know, if you follow, if you've missed a couple of episodes, we have moved into the new Dave Damashak Broadcast Center here yeah. at Studio 66 at NFL Network. And it's not just the home to the Dave Damashak football program. It's home to the Dave Damashak Network of Football Programs. Family, I like to call it a yes, family of shows. we've got, you know, the Cover 2, the Coaches Show, Eisen, the Fantasy Show, mm-hmm. all of those Welcome at Studio 66 I embrace at any them time. All. I embrace them all. So. And it's nice. So we are. So we decided, you know, we really, I mean, it, it was hard because we had to go and pitch Steve Smith. The total act. Like, you guys got to take a look at this guy. Make sure you get him on your show. Well, but he's gangbusters. We he's love, the best. We, we love yapping with him. He's great. And uh, we'll hopefully catch up with him again next week. But uh, I asked him the best breakfast meat. Mm-hmm. You know, the all-important category in the Shecky Awards each and every year. Volatile category. You never know which way that one's going to go. And I asked him best break. He went uh, turkey sausage. So his opinion, while appreciated, was not very good. Turkey sausage. <laughs> that's the best breakfast meat? Come on. Come on. Anyhow, we have, uh, like I say, we have a lot to, to yap about here. But first, let's say hello to a man whose voice you've not heard. His dulcet tones for at least three weeks, I would say. We've not heard him here on the podcast and with good reason he had a baby get in here handsome hank he's handsome hank from england handsome from england he's handsome hank from england handsome from england he's handsome hank from england handsome from england his name is handsome hank he's handsome hank he's handsome hank he's handsome hank Muzzle tub, handsome Hank. How are you? You're a father for the second time. I am. Thank you, Dave. It's, it's great. It's very exciting. How's it going? Awesome. Awesome. Not sleeping at all, but who needs sleep? Well, I've got a daughter. Can I tell you something? Oh, and we and uh, that was one uh, thing. Did we, I give something away there? No, we, oh, we took up the idea alert. of naming her before <laughs> your wife actually had yeah. her. Right. And uh, so we still have to work on coming up with a name. Maybe people could tweet us. It's at and uh, add Adam Rank and uh, let us know. Yeah, she's are. almost two weeks old now, and I'm still wait, holding off on the name because I, I need those suggestions. I still like Debrickashaw. Debrickashaw was on the list. I'm, my wife's not having it. No Debrickashaw. She's not. Well, who, she won't wh- do it. When did she get a vote in this? 
I don't know. Ladanian. Does she I underst- tried Ladanian. You guys, you understand. Does she understand that, that, that First, you have now emerged as a star? She doesn't. It's not like you belong just to her now. You belong to the world. I had Thanks to the that. Dave Damashek football you program. know, this kid's American. True. She is not. What is? Why does she, she can't tell one of our citizens? She's out of her jurisdiction. Yeah, she's out of her jurisdiction. I think it's <laughs> an interesting point. So I don't actually have any say either. No, no, indeed. All right, so it's down to Adam Rank. I think Voice Marino. of America. What about Marino for a girl? <laughs> Marina. Yeah, Marina. Yeah. Well, you're a uh, you are a flipper. <laughs> you're a dolphin. She's got fan enormous feet all. as well. That would that would probably work. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Handsome Hank joins us. He's, uh, as you can hear, if you've not heard him before, he's from England, and yet he's an NFL employee. See, it's a truly a global sport. And, uh, Handsome, you always bring to us a wh- whatever quote via Twitter or otherwise that really stands out to you and, uh, we, we, you know, what, what the hot topics of the week are. What do you have for us this week? Um, i got a good one. This is kind of a week old because I haven't been here, but I, I really like it. It's Joe Flacco um, last week on Tim I Tebow. I like how you say Joe Flacco. 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 <laughs> um, Joe Flacco, uh, was, Joe is, Flacco is bemused by all the Tim Tebow media coverage. Mm-hmm. And he says... Um, this is, and just for a point of reference, this was two days before yep. their game uh, against San Diego on Sunday night. Yeah, he says... I mean, look at Tim Tebow. I like Tim, but you have a tendency to want to, and I don't want to see Tim do bad, but, but look what happens after he wins a football game. If you watch SportsCenter today, it was Tim Tebow, then something else, then Tim Tebow, then something else, then Tim Tebow, then something, something else. When we beat the Steelers, were we on TV? I couldn't even find a Ravens highlight. I think that's the kind of the way it is around Baltimore. We don't always get our respect, but you've got to deal with it and go out there every week and just win football games. All right, a couple First. of things about this. You have not put it into a more positive light. You always try to in sport with your, with your nice voice, but this is uh, an indefensible statement by Flacco. I love him making it two days before they get absolutely destroyed on national TV by the Chargers, a team that, as it, as it appears now, is not even going to make it into the playoffs, and yet they destroyed Flacco's mighty bunch. We don't get any credit. We don't get any, we, we don't get any respect. Hey, Joe, here's why. Because you've never won anything. Your team won a Super Bowl 11 years ago with the most two-dimensional uh, outfit that, uh, that that I can recall, at least a team that got to win the Lombardi Trophy. You, 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 the, but obviously that uh, predates you. Since then, all you're about is inconsistency, Joe. What, what respect do you imagine you're owed when you've never been so much as to a Super Bowl? I mean, it, it's it, it's remarkable, and I just hope that he's getting the attention he respects after that game because uh, he, he wants a lot of attention. He certainly deserves some for how awful he played in that game, and not to mention three or four other games this season. He is not a top-flight quarterback going out there and uh, laying the eggs he's laid over the course of the season. How vain is he that he's looking for his highlights? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, what do you think? Like, he walks into a bar. Hey, uh, anybody seen the Ravens highlights? Huh? Hey, look at number five <laughs> throwing the ball. If anybody wants to buy this guy a drink? <laughs> is that anything like the uh, the mad scramble there is from the Fantasy Live crew coming back to, to watch themselves on TV immediately I w- after? I was a- just gonna say, I I I, I think uh, that's the pot calling the kettle fat. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about that uh, you, you don't? You, if you were a professional athlete, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't want to see yourself a little bit? You wouldn't check out the highlights? If I did, I wouldn't go announcing it yeah, in the that's paper. True. Like, that's... hey! You know what? I'm trying to find myself on TV, everybody, and you know what? Just can't do it. 
<laughs> um, so, handsome Hank, while you're here, let's get into it. Here, we like to uh, we like to look at uh, how things are seated currently. If the season ended today, and sadly, we're pretty close to that actually being the case. We only have two more two weeks, weeks of football. Two more weeks. Then it's into the playoffs. I'm sad. Where did it all go, handsome? It seemed like it was just yesterday that it was August, and we were excited that there was going to be a whole season to look forward to. We were getting the full 17 weeks, and and now it's just about all gone. But it should. It will be doom and gloom because I was. I mean, this morning I was thinking oh, these playoffs are going to be exciting. Yeah, they do shape I, well, up. Like, they're they no, there's like, no dead weight, is right? The thing. But also, they look like I don't know. Especially in the AFC, more than anywhere else, I think the NFC we probably can all see maybe a Packers Saints rematch coming up for the NFC Championship game. I can. I w- You know, you, you. It's plausible, but not probable. Okay. It's not probable. No. I, the well, Saints don't. Okay, the Saints. The have, Niners have a tough game coming up at Seattle this weekend. Okay, they don't show. They lose that one, and it's you know you could certainly make a case that the way Pete Carroll has that team playing that uh, that's a tough spot on a short week turnaround for the Niners as they have it. I, I'm not denying any of that. I'm I'm alluding to the fact that the Saints having to win on the road that they just haven't proven that sure. they can do it. They can't. They went up to Seattle last year and lost. 2006 NFC Championship game when they were playing in Chicago lost. When they're in a dome, they're fine. And if they if they if they somehow manage to get the second seed, which I guess they could, well, San Francisco. No, no, you make a good point. The Saints have to have the two seed to go to Green Bay. Well, here let's take a look at it as we do every week. Here as we lead up to the playoffs, your first round of the playoffs right now would be the uh, Saints and the Lions. But as Rich Eisen pointed out, wouldn't it be great? Oh, your new buddy. That's right. That's right. Uh, he the the if the Niners fall to the three seed, you get a rematch of, of uh, the handshake bowl. Yeah, and that oh, yeah. would be dandy. That's the thing. That that's what we all. That's what America should be rooting for. I yes. love that. I love the idea of that. But as it stands now, the Niners would be sitting it out. And Alex Smith, we could say whatever we want about uh, you know the Roethlisberger shouldn't have been out there. He didn't look right. They had to compromise the the offensive playbook because of how limited he was on that. Uh, on but what that a leg. hero! Listen, I didn't say he's a hero. He is tough, though. You can say whatever you want about him off the field. He's, you can't argue that he's a tough guy on the field. And I know there have been whispers that maybe he plays up his injuries over the course of the week, but I don't think this one falls under that. Okay. Heading. I think this is a legit one. The, the, the different oh, colored now? shoe did have a look at my ankle kind of thing to it. All right. Yeah, touche. I'm wearing a different colored shoe. That's, if That's you really the want, worst. Yeah. Yes. And then you have the Packers at, at, at 13 and 1, and now suddenly everybody's lost faith. It's amazing how many people are jumping off that Packers bandwagon. I choose you, to stay on. Your 19 game winning streak is snapped. Everybody's like, oh, what's wrong yeah. with this squad? Well, the fact They're of looking- the matter is, I, I, you know, it seems to me that they still win that game against Kansas City if Mike McCarthy cha- challenges that play. If you give Aaron Rodgers the ball, at his own 20 with that much time left. What was it, about uh, 12 minutes left on the clock, something like that? I think he goes down the field. Have that more puts accessible. Puts him in the lead, and they don't blow it. Have the red flag more accessible. What was he doing? I would, uh, I McCarthy would has a, the flag, and it's, it's as though it was stuck in his uh, by his bum, and he couldn't get there. it. Run Do whatever you have to do. Like, sprint onto the field, because I think if you sprinted onto the field with the express purpose of throwing the challenge flag, I think the referees would let it go, especially when you're in that kind of a circumstance. It's not like he's, you know, streaking like George Costanza in the bodysuit. 
But no, just run out there and be like, wait, hold on, we're going to take a look. And what? Why aren't you? I think I assume it was his. Uh, I assume it was the Packers looking at the replay and saying, "Don't, Don't waste bother. the time out." Don't they? Ha- they've got a buzzer as well, right? It's not just the, the flags so that we can I, all see it, but I I'm pretty sure they have some other kind of way of um, either way. Smoke signal you, guy. The Packers. <laughs> the Packers want to obviously hold on to the number one seed there. Um, I wonder the Lions. We've all kissed them into the playoffs already, but they do still need to win a game here, and they have two tough games. They have the Chargers coming to town this week, and then they play the Packers. What if that game is a must-win for the Lions going into that one? Uh, it, it's potentially the, the Packers would be in, in, in a situation where they'd need to win, but I think they're yeah. going to come out there. They're going to eliminate all concern, all doubt. They're going to dominate in the first half this week and, and put that to rest. But anyway, Lions-Saints, who would win that one, fella? Lions-Saints in a rematch of a game we've seen before probably lean towards the Saints. The Saints would win that one. In New Orleans. In the Dome, yeah. They would win that game. And then you have the Falcons and the Cowboys. Now, here's what I say. The Packers have a – I mean, the uh, Saints have a tough game coming up this weekend with the Falcons coming to town. I do not think the Falcons are a very good team. But I, but I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a, a team that really can go to the Super Bowl. However, I'm willing to concede I'm wrong if they can even if they can play within a touchdown of the Saints in New Orleans this week, as good as the Saints look. But I don't think that's going to happen. But Falcons going into Dallas for the first round of the playoffs. But Matt Ryan has been looking a little bit better. He still has to have that one clutch moment where you look back and you're like, you know what? He really put his team on his back and rallied them for a win. And say what you want about the Lions and – how they've struggled. They've gotten down big in some games, and Matt Stafford has led them back most recently, obviously, against the Raiders. He has those moments to where if something big comes up, you're like, okay, I could see it happening with him. Matt Ryan, I don't get that. I I haven't seen it from him yet. Here's what's interesting to me about the Lions. In that last drive, I can't recall. I mean, I guess we've seen it some with Dan Fouts throwing it to Kellen Winslow 25 years ago, but you knew – you always hear the thing. Everybody knew who that, that the, the the feature back was getting the ball at the goal line. Everybody in the stadium knew where it was going. But this is a wide out, and you knew in that last drive, Stafford made made no secret. I am just throwing the ball to Calvin Johnson. Stop it. <laughs> And they couldn't stop it. I mean, I know the, the Raiders aren't uh, the world's greatest defense, but it was still remarkable. Hey, the game's on the line. Potentially our season's on the line. I'm just throwing it no matter what to Calvin Johnson, and they couldn't stop him from uh, from completing the passes. It's kind of scary if you're playing that team. I think John Skelton has that play in his playbook, too. Just throw it up for Larry Johnson. I like to see more teams do that. We have a 6-4 receiver. Let's throw it up. But it is impressive, and it was against Terrence Newman, too, who is – perceived to be a good quarterback so yeah that's that's a good win for them i still i still like the lions but that's gonna be tough i just can't expect them to go into the superdome and beat the saints all right in the afc uh, well, the what Patriots about, wait, now but, cruising before we, before we get off because oh, the cowboys right. we're talking about them because they're You're leading right. right now the giants are still in the mix seven and seven and one that people just aren't talking about but the, the eagles. eagles oh people are talking black and tie I, our producer has said this for weeks that the eagles Still have a chance to come back and win that. Oh division. yeah, that, you know what? That's a good. Uh, that's a good enough reason to uh, to play his theme music in case you missed it. Hit it, Black Tie. Play your new theme song. Black Tie sitting on the other side of the glass from Dave and the other guy all his life. He's been on. Waiting for this podcast to arise. 
black tie tribe. Black tie tribe. To book us a guest like Jerry Rice. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. That's great work by the one man house band Dick Banks. He's the best. Black tie, are you? have you come around on that? I'm getting in there. Good. I'm also still working on my uh, my other theme song. Oh, yeah. his yeah. rival song. I yeah. won't hold my breath for that one. In the Drop meantime. the remix. Coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. Handsome Hank, you like the Beatles, right? I love the Beatles. Yeah. What, why? What, what's what's Black Tie got planned? Well, I don't know. He, uh, for whatever reason, he said he's not a Beatles guy. So he doesn't, he doesn't really like, like. So he doesn't like that theme song. So I don't know, but uh, but you, but you know, obviously, it goes without saying. As a Brit, you must love. It's compulsory, them. yeah. Does anyone have you ever met a Brit who who is such a contrarian that they announce they don't like the Beatles? I've, I've never met anyone. Oh, I've met some until, people. Really? I think you're a bad person if you don't like the Beatles. It's true. What's the best uh, English band of all time? Beatles, Rolling Stones, The Who. It's Radiohead. We we had this discussion. Radiohead. We have yeah. not, and yeah, that's we, wrong. Well, I like Radiohead, but that is. Wrong. I do as well. No, right. the, I prefer the Stones to the Beatles. There's not much between it, but. Yeah, they hung around too long, Rolling yeah. Stones. That's a, but that doesn't uh, invalidate the quality of their earlier work. Good Exile output. on Main Street still the uh, still the best uh, record by them. Patriots on their way now to the number one seed because the Steelers lost to the Niners on Monday night, and now the Ravens assume the second seed. Let me tell you this: the Ravens beat the Texans head to head, so they'll have that tiebreaker if it comes down to it. But I say the Ravens are going to lose one more game along the way here. They still have to play the Browns, and then they play the Bengals. Bengals. That's conceivably a big game for the Bengals if the Jets don't beat the Giants this weekend. But as it stands right now, you have the Steelers at the Broncos. We talked about that one last week. And then you have the Jets at the Texans, which is uh, you know a team that's never been in the postseason. I don't know that I necessarily love the Texans in that game with the, in spite yeah. of their ability oh, no, to the pound Jets, the ball. It's the same thing that we talked about last week. Yeah. The, the Jets would still end up worming their way into the AFC it's championship, the AFC championship game. Because it would just well, be flipped. They like would beat I say, the, the Texans and then beat the But Patriots. like I say, if the Jets lose this weekend to the Giants, then they're in, in uh, real jeopardy well, of getting you why. it at all, and here come the Bengals. Because they're going to lose to the Dolphins in Week 17 as well. And I've said it now, it's there. I've the Jets? There. The Jets in Miami, Week 17, the Might Jets the lose. Dolphins beat the Patriots this weekend? They might. Let me ask you, <laughs> handsome Hank. And if, on the other hand, they, they might, might not. not. Hey, they might not. I don't think they will. What? Who would you rather have as your quarterback, Mark Sanchez or Matt Moore? Matt Moore. I like how you say Matt Moore. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I listen. I've said this many times. People scoff at me. I think Mark Sanchez is in the half dozen worst QBs, not including guys that have been forced into playing roles. TJ Yates doesn't count, and a bunch of guys. Skelton is out. Yes. I'm talking about guys who started the season as their team's yep. quarterback. I think Mark Sanchez is in the half dozen worst quarterbacks. Chad Henney is an upgrade for the Jets. I mean, yeah, listen, <laughs> Ch- Chad Henney, that's, I mean, that's where we're talking about. Tavares Jackson, people like to make jokes about. But he's been actually good, and I, that goes w- along with what I've been saying for now three years. I think Tavares Jackson, if he gets a shot with a legitimate offense, can be productive, and he's been just fine. You know, Marshawn Lynch and that offensive line and those receivers starting to play. I mean, Mark Sanchez has everything going for him with a with a, a tough running game. All, you know, he's had a great group of receivers since he's been there. You know, the names have changed some, but it's consistently a pretty good group of receivers. So, yeah, I think Sanchez really, really stinks. But now big spot. He has delivered in the postseason. This is essentially a playoff game coming up against the Giants. So we'll see if he turns around. All, all that said, if, he, if they get the sixth seed, I think they make the AFC Championship game. 
while they would beat, let's say they beat the Texans. Texans and then they the Patriots. Be, yeah, they yep, beat them. This both. is exactly what we Rank laid out. Yeah, Rank laid this out. All right, quickly before Wait, we no, get that, go ahead. that Jets Giants game, Eli Manning, Mark Sanchez over under on interceptions. Well, they Combined. both they both they both turned the ball over three times last weekend. So, so with six being the benchmark set last week. Do they match I it? I feel or they like go when Rex under? Ryan, I don't know if you saw his statements, but Rex Ryan made some pretty strong statements and uh, about you know that he doesn't take a back seat to anyone. He's not you know he's I, I think or be the little brother to anybody, implying that that's how people perceive them in New York to the Giants. I think that sort of stuff. When he, he seems like he knows how to push the right buttons with that kind of jazz. When he starts talking trash, it seems like the Jets back him up on that. I think they're going to win this game. I don't think either team is particularly good though. Obviously. No. Can I say one other thing about when we're talking about the wild card? Yes. We talked about Steelers-Broncos. That game is going to be Steelers-Chargers. Is there any doubt? Yeah, the char- yeah I, I do doubt Chargers that. are going to win out. No, no, no. I do doubt that. That's not going to happen. Wait, what? All the Broncos have to do is win one more they're game. They're not going to. They're not going to win no. another? They're not going to beat the Bills this weekend? No. They lose out. The Chargers win out. Chargers are back in the playoffs. Wow. Guaranteed. I, 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 the Chargers, I, I do anticipate them winning in Detroit this weekend. So I think uh, I think you're well, right. That on one, that they'll beat the Raiders. They'll be nine and seven. All right. Before we get to C.J. Spiller, there is one thing that is very important that we have to talk about here, and uh, that's they have downstairs here at the uh, at the Nerve Center at NFL Network. They have a a uh, kitchen dinery kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. you go up and order commissary. the grill commissary. That's what it's called. They have one of those, and it's called the Huddle. And, you know, they have the Rich Eisen special. It's some kind of a pasta dish. And they have the Warren Sap and so on. They have all the things. So I said, uh, hey, what's the poop here? When's uh, when's the podcast getting uh, its own sandwich? They said, what What are you thinking about? And so they, I was I was surprised by their answer. They said, yeah, we'll, we'll happily Whatever. put something up for you. So I, w- I, I was taken aback. But now the wheels are turning. What do I do here? Please advise me. I think I have to turn this over to the Czech Republic. This isn't something to just throw out willy-nilly. I want it to be just so. This has to be representative of Dave Damashek, the man, and to a much, much lesser degree, Adam Rank. <laughs> Are you thinking sandwiches or, or I don't dish? know. I don't know. Where's your head at on this? I one? think you're Adam a sandwich Rank. kind of guy. Do you? Well, yeah. uh, Pittsburgh should, I mean, should yeah, that's have what I mean. French fries on the sandwich. Definitely. Well, mm-hmm. well, yeah. All right. Well, we've got to think about this. Thinking right. of some sort of bean salad. I don't know. You know what I like, though? Maybe a soup. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe go, everybody else is doing sandwich. Everybody's doing something off the grill. Maybe Damashek uh, throws a curveball. He goes to the soup bowl. I love a nice soup. You know what I love? Five bean soup. Okay, I don't care what kind of beans they are, either. Give me. I'm not beggars can't be choosers. Just give me beans, five beans, any kind of beans. Grind them all up. Puree them. Put them into a thing and make them uh, and and uh, and uh, you know heat it up for me and that's a nice soup. What's the best bean? <sighs> now, <laughs> that's a tough question you're asking, Adam. And again, that's not one to take lightly. I like a garbanzo bean. Who doesn't? I like a kidney bean. Mm-hmm. I like a I like a baked. I like it. I like my beans if they're baked. What uh, if they're Boston baked? I don't like what I don't care for is a black bean. Black beans don't thrill me. They don't what? Really, they don't do a lot for me. The black bean, hmm. yeah, no. That no. makes no sense. Well, I, it, it is what it is. A black-eyed, well, that's a pea, or is yes. that a bean? Is the black-eyed pea a bean? Anyway. Anyway. It's a lentil. Oh, I like a lentil very much. A lentil is delicious. Um. So, all right, and uh, and, and so, oh, you, we do. Black tie says we have C.J. Spiller ready to go. Should oh, cool. We, let's get him in here. Handsome Hank, thanks for stopping by. Thank we you. We appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to see you come in here. 
give some thought to this. Do I go five bean soup? Is that the Damashek special? Or are you, you're, you're sticking uh, I'm, with I'm the still going with the sandwich. I think I think there's some pretty good uh, meats that could be in there. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, yap with you in the near future. But in the meantime, handsome Hank, uh, happy holidays. Happy and, holidays. Uh, congratulations to you too. on the addition. We'll work on that name for you. Too. Yeah, yeah. Please try and come up with something soon. We did not. We didn't settle it with Marino. Cordell. <laughs> Cordell could do it. Bubby. I'm just Bobby, trying to think of yeah. steel. No, I don't want steeler, bad steeler quarterbacks. How about, no. uh, okay, bad steeler receivers? Ouija Thompson. Ouija. Ouija's good. I'll Ouija. put it on the list. I'll, I'll suggest it tonight. You okay. teal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, there goes handsome Hank out the door. In comes via the telephone from uh, from Buffalo. Just got out of practice. The man who was a first-round draft pick last year getting his shot now with Fred Jackson on the shelf for the rest of the season. Clemson product, C.J. Spiller. How was practice today, man? Uh, practice was good. You know, uh, kind of like a you know, walk-through tempo. And then, then tomorrow we'll pick up the intensity. You know, guys just coming off a game on Sunday. So kind of uh, want to just get guys fresh, uh, considering that we got this quick turnaround playing on Saturday. So... Uh, the day was just really just getting uh, the assignments down. Tomorrow we'll pick that tension up and uh, get ready. Well, does he take a, Does uh, Coach Gailey take it easier on you uh, when it's uh, considering that it's the holiday week here? Does he say like, "Hey, let's just go half speed, fellas"? You know, happy holidays. Uh, I mean, well, this is our first game where we have to have such a quick turnaround. So you know, but other than that, you know, we we come in on wins and the intensity is is up. So it, it's really no no letdown. So uh, Coach Gailey. He's not letting us uh, let down. I don't think uh, the guys want to let down. Well, I don't want to listen. I'm, I don't want to make things uncomfortable right out of the gate here, CJ. But, you know, the season started off so exciting. It was so exciting. All the nation was excited about the Buffalo Bills, and you guys were undefeated there. And obviously, I'm not uh, saying anything that you're not aware of, that things have sort of fallen off over the last couple of months. What is the frame of mind? How do you – get up individually how do you get up as a team what's the sort of the attitude in the locker room man what happened to when we were undefeated or are you just kind of like hey we're professionals and we got to show up and do our best that's what that should be the mindset because you know uh you know in this sport you know you're going to have you know some slumps and you know you don't want to have them like you know unfortunately that we don't have them and but you know that's what it is and you, know, you got to be a professional about your job so uh you can't look in the past and say, you know, man, we were just five and two and everybody was loving us. Now we lost like seven in a row and, you know, everybody's not really giving us a love. You still got to come and prepare the same way that we prepared when we were five and two. So uh, I hope that's the mindset of my teammates. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it is because, you know, uh, when we come to work, we, we work hard and, you know, we go out down Sunday and try our best. Well, I want to talk to you about uh, your upcoming game here. But uh, what is what what to you to the guys in the locker room to the coaching staff? What is the reason for the drop off? Like I say, obviously the offense was so gangbusters coming out of the gate defensively. You were doing a good job against the run. What's what's changed there? Uh, well, I mean, I can't speak for the defense. You know, uh, offensively, uh, we're just not executing the way that we were. You know, the plays that we was making early in the season. Uh, some reason we're just not making them, and the breaks that was going our way earlier, they somehow just not going our way anymore. So uh, we just got to just keep uh, coming in every day and working hard, and and, uh, and just keep uh, just trying to execute and uh, get the time down that we need to, to try to go out and be successful uh, on Sundays. Now you guys got Tim Tebow coming to town. What is your assessment of everything that's been going on? Because obviously he gets a lot of attention and everything. What do you guys think, you know, going into this game? 
Uh, well, as, you know, as an offensive player, you look at the defense, and they have a great defense. They play around. They look like they're having fun. Uh, they know what they're doing. So, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge. They uh, they got uh, great pass rushers, uh, you know, and great secondary guys and linebackers good. So, you know, from a defense standpoint, they're, they're very good. And, but uh, he's just getting all the attention, you know, because he is a quarterback, and, you know, uh, he's 7-2 and two as a starter. So, you know, he had those miracles uh, come back fourth quarter. Uh, games, so uh, but you know they have a, a good team, you know. Um, so uh, it's a you know they're gonna try to come here and get a win, and we're looking to try to get our win. So you know, it's gonna be a great atmosphere, and we're looking forward to it. Speaking of great atmosphere, how about that snow falling? You're from uh, Florida, of course. You're from Union County High School, but what's it like for you? Do you enjoy seeing the snowflakes fall down? Or are you like, what is that white stuff falling from the sky? Oh no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was, I was hoping that it was. That it will continue to fall down because it was actually fun playing in it. Uh, you know, you hear about you know playing in different elements, and you know once you play in snow, it was actually fun. So uh, you know it didn't bother me. Uh, once I started running around, getting the blood flow going, I, I felt pretty warm out there. So you know uh, I'm gonna do the same thing. You know for these last two games. Well, Dave mentioned you went to Union County High School in Northern Florida. Tim Tebow obviously went to, to uh, high school in Florida, too. Did you guys have a, a rivalry going back then? Because I know rivals had you as the number one player coming out of Florida. Tebow was number eight. Did you guys have any sort of rivalry? Did you know him at all? I knew him coming out of high school. And, uh, you know, we played him, you know, earlier in my high school career. You know, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a rivalry. We kind of, kind of became, you know, uh, friends. Uh, you know, I know his parents, his family. They got a great family. So, you know. No, I don't think it really became a robbery between us two. What about uh, you were going to Florida State, right? So you could have been his uh, collegiate rival as well. How would you wind up going to Clemson there? Because uh, uh, Coach Sweeney came in. Uh, well, Coach Bowden and Coach Sweeney came in. They did a great job of laying down, you know, as I call it, the game plan of how I could be successful, you know, as a student athlete at Clemson. And, you know, I had to look at, what would benefit me best, you know, both short-term and long-term. And, you know, obviously, you know, the offense that uh, Florida was running at the time, you know, I, I figured that's kind of sense that probably wasn't going to benefit me as a running back and really showcase what I can do. And uh, Clemson, they presented that, and it turned out great. I love it there. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, I, you know, I have the most respect for, you know, all the, co- all the colleges that, that will give me the opportunity to, to come to their universities. Yeah, but the best thing about Clemson in my book is, correct me if I'm wrong, or at least I'll be interested to hear your opinion, the coolest thing about playing in Death Valley when you wear the all-orange uniforms, yes or no? The, the, the all-orange? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I kind of like the all-purple. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's I mean, incorrect. I'm yeah, the, the all-purple to me is kind of like, kind of put that swag on, on things. <laughs> no, the, the, then the all-orange will be second, but the all-purple is, Oh, purple. Uniform. What are you, yeah, Clemson? Like purple when we wore that. All right, well, listen. I think what what about, let's see if we can agree on this. The Buffalo Bills new uniforms versus last year's. Which ones are better? Oh, this year's, without yes. a doubt. Yes, of course. Uh, That's without a, a doubt. All right, you've redeemed uh, yourself, CJ. With that with that answer, you pulled that one out of the fire. Yeah, because <laughs> we had Fred Jackson. Yeah. Pardon? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I love these uniforms that we got. It kind of got like that old school feeling. So I love these this year's uniforms. Is there? I talked to Fred Jackson about this before. Is there too much made? It seems like when you're dressed well, you start playing well. I mean, is there a swagger that comes in? Because, because you guys look sharp. 
uh, yeah, I mean, some guys, you know, they they dress well, and you know, some guys, you know, they feel they they out there looking well. They're gonna play well, and you know, that's the ultimate thing. So, you know, I try to do my best, you know, dressing well, you know, on game day, uh, especially when we're on the road uh, at home games. I really just throw on a Adidas sweatsuit and you know, come to the stadium. What about, though, let's go back to the game coming up this weekend against uh, Tim Tebow. What are your thoughts, uh, as a, I guess, as a fan, as a guy who has some distance? Obviously, they're playing out there in the AFC West, so you don't see them regularly. Or do you? Your games are generally played early on Sundays, and then you could sit down and watch. Does, is everybody in the Bills locker room gathered around the TV for the fourth quarter to see if Tebow pulls it out? Are you guys rooting for him? Do you guys or do you resent all the attention he's getting? Where's your head at? Uh, I mean, nah, guys, you know, after I game, guys go their separate ways. And, you know, I, I usually go home and, you know, just hang out with my family. You know, of course, we watch, you know, some of the uh, 415 games that be on. And, of course, the Sunday night games. So, you know, and they, and they just happen to show, you know, uh, the combat that he did. You know, I look at it then, but I don't go home and, you know, get on the Internet and see if he's going to uh, have one of those. You know, I just catch the highlights just like everybody else and, you know, I have the utmost respect for, you know, Tim Tebow as, you know, for what he stands for because he, he doesn't sell away from that. And, you know, and, that, and that's going to carry you farther than, you know, a football uh, player. So uh, that's that's kind of why I stand, stand on that situation. And we mentioned that you guys go way back. And you guys actually played in the high school, uh, uh, the Army Bowl together when you were high school seniors. But did you think looking at him, did you go, you know what, this guy's going to be an NFL quarterback one day because he just doesn't – the arm strength and everything doesn't seem to that it would translate to the NFL. I mean, well, you know, his hard work and everything. He he's gonna compete. He's gonna have that drive. His that will to you know get his team to to win games. And you know that that alone is gonna get you far. And uh, you knew one day that he was gonna have a shot at uh, you know being a successful you know quarterback in this league. So you know it, it's working out. You know people are gonna judge. You know throwing motion and. There's other stuff, uh, but at the end of the day, he, he's winning games for his team, and that's what counts. Do you think he could throw farther than he does? Do I think I can throw farther than Tim? Yes. If we had a competition, uh, who would win? If we had a competition, I think I'd get it out quicker. <laughs> <laughs> if he were an NFL running back, who who would uh, do better? If he was, well, of course me. <laughs> I mean – I mean, of course, he's going to have to wait because he's two, about 240, 245. But, you know, I he, I don't think you can put him out wide and, you know, tell him to go run three goals in a row and see if he'll be successful. So No, indeed. Uh, He'd be a terrible kick returner, too. All right, among <laughs> the teams you – do kick return and punt return. That's right, yeah. See, pat yourself on the back. You should. You deserve it. What about uh, you've played the Raiders early in the year when they were uh, playing good ball. You beat them. The big win, of course, was against the Patriots. You've since played the Eagles. The uh, You just saw the Chargers a couple weeks ago who were uh, just hitting their stride there. The Jets and, and the Cowboys. What's the best team you've seen out there so far? The best team that I've seen play so far? That you played against so far, yeah. That I played against? Uh I'll probably say the the Patriots. Patriots, in spite say, of the fact yeah. that that you uh, you took care of business there. Yeah, but yeah, we did we did take care of business, but we put ourselves in the hole. You know, they, we was down, what, I think almost twenty one points, and uh, we came back. So, but you know, from overall teams, uh, team looking at them, I think 
they just find a way to win. You know, I think like going, they had like the worst defense. You know, going into the Denver game, and you know, people thought you know Denver was just gonna blow them out, and you see what happened. You know, they came away with a win. So you know, I think overall, you know, they was they was legit. Um, and then, of course, you uh, finished the season by traveling up there to Foxborough to take them on one last time before you call it quits for the season. Uh, real quick, what does uh, what does CJ stand for? Uh, Clifford Spiller Jr. Nope. Incorrect. I'm sorry. No, that's right. I'm sorry. I was just uh, it was a quick quiz to make sure. Now, here's <laughs> here's the next question for you, CJ Spiller. What is we asked last week? We asked Steve Smith of the Panthers. What is the best breakfast meat? My question for you, CJ Spiller. What is the best condiment? You know, ketchup, mustard, so on. Uh, I'm not even sure. Well, what do you like? What do you what do you like to put on? Uh, you know, on your hamburger or in your uh, turkey sandwich? I mean, I mean, I put ranch on there. I put mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, one thing I mean, I love ranch on everything. You know, I can put ranch on just about anything. So I'll probably say ranch. Okay, ranch. So that's that's a fair. Yeah. An- but but the, if you're gonna go salad dressing on your stuff as a condiment, go blue cheese. I want you to. I want you. I want that, CJ. Please promise me that that's going to be your New Year's resolution. That you're going to replace the ranch with blue cheese. It's going to be a better the 2012. Yeah, I think. I'm, trust me on this one. You're in Buffalo, uh, after all. How? I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna promise you this right here. I try, but I can't promise I can get away from it. Uh, as long as you're willing to try it, CJ. That's yeah, what I want. But yeah, you're in I, Buffalo. That's what yeah. they 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 created. They're the geniuses who said, "Hey, these chicken wings taste good, but you know what'll make them sing <laughs> even more? Some blue cheese on them. How about that? How, how are you? Aren't you a pariah around Buffalo eating ranch instead of blue cheese? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm gonna try the blue cheese and I'm gonna see okay. how it works out. And and if it worked out great for my body. I think I, I I give up the I give up the rent. Okay, you okay. My word. Deal, deal. And I want you to know also, CJ. Before we let you go, Adam Rank, uh, who's sitting next to me here, has uh, we do the NFL Fantasy Live show, and he is fond of picking games, and he does it with a great deal of accuracy. He says, "This Sunday, CJ Spiller scores a touchdown." So he's sort of your good luck charm. He he knows uh, he's sort of a groupie in a way, almost. He knows oh, when you're going to score. Yes. How sad for hey. him. <laughs> you know, I, I'll take the touchdowns. I mean, if he, if you say he got great accuracy. and I, I mean, but the thing is, doing his track record speaks for itself. You know, people say a lot about your track record. So, you know, uh, if you have a great you know, track record, I, I'll take that. All right. Well, then, My I'll let, why don't I – I was going to let you do it, but, CJ, I'm going to – I'll ask him point blank. I don't know if this is going to be good news or if this is going to get uncomfortable, but Adam Rank, yep. with C.J. Spiller on the line, how does C.J. Spiller perform against the Broncos this this Saturday? He's actually going to have a pretty good game. He's going to go oh, for 78 yards on the ground. He's going to have 43 in the air, and he's going to catch a touchdown. Oh, congratulations, okay. C.J. Okay. Well, okay. I, could, I mean, I prefer the rushing, but, I mean, six points is six points, I guess. I understand you're going to get in there, but you know I like your versatility. I like. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, though. Thank you, though. I like you sticking to your guns there, Rank. He put pressure on you to change it to a no. rushing touchdown, but you no, said no. 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 I can't catching it yeah. in the air. I can't control the so, fates. So if I get the rushing touchdown, then we don't, we'll know that his 
accuracy was kind of low. All right. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a okay, good yeah, point. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. Listen, CJ Spiller, you're a delight. I want you to have a happy holidays, and uh, I hope uh, I wish you all the best going in uh, or when the uh, Broncos pay you a visit up there in uh, Buffalo this weekend. And hopefully, Rank is right about his predictions, and hopefully, I'm right that you're going to love blue cheese in 2012. <laughs> oh, thank you. Y'all uh, definitely have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as well. Sure, and good luck to your Tigers against uh, the Mountaineers in the bowl game coming up. Oh, well, thank you. All right, all the best. Thanks. Nice guy. I like that Spiller. He's I a like good him. fella. Was, uh, but be honest now, Rank. He's not on the line, I don't think, anymore. Were you being <laughs> sincere? Was that your actual prediction for how he's going to do this Sunday? I'm being sincere. It's going to be a tough matchup for him going against the Broncos. The defense has been tough, but the Bills can move the ball, and I like him as a receiver. I like his versatility, so I do believe that those numbers will hold up. As a matter of fact... I don't know if our old producer is listening, the guy who does our fantasy live now, I think his name's David. I will make that my bold prediction on necktie the show. Was his name. The that, necktie, that, yeah, that's right. That was, uh, that's, uh, that's the bold prediction, eh? That'll do. All right, very good. Um, let's talk about another running back, though, to wrap the show up here. We do, at the as we do on every episode, we honor the episode number by talking about what player in football and sports history wore that number the best. And, boy, to me... Even though I never saw him play, this is one of those ones that I've seen enough oh, highlights. Counts. Okay, Gale Sayers, number forty. I think in the it, when you rank the all-time great running backs based purely on the highlights, that's all I've ever seen. Okay. Of course, didn't see him play in a real game. Or taking a, the word from people who did see him and wrote about it. No, I am talking never about seeing a great deal of highlights on this guy, and I love watching Gale Sayers run. He's he's dandy, actually. You we, probably saw every because he didn't play long that long. We interviewed him in uh, in Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. when we were out there oh, in I the remember. summertime. Yeah, yeah. Um, but number forty is can we beat that? You can't beat number forty. Well, Crazy Leg Hirsch is one. No, from the LA Rams. I never saw him play. He can't count. My number one is going to be Pat Tillman. Ah, all number forties. Not a bad one, yeah. I think, you know, but we're, if we're talking about on the field, of course, Gale Sayers, I don't think it's matched. When you, but when you talk about more than the impact of the game, but, like, impact beyond that, and I would say Pat Tillman, he was a guy that I knew I wasn't friends with, I wasn't good friends with him or anything like that, but friendly enough, we had a working relationship, and, you know, you know. Is that, that right? Goes. You did. He did, yeah. You know, he was a nice guy. He was. It was weird because this was back – when he first started in 98, where you would normally do interviews, you get it set up through the PR department and they hook you up and they come in during the, during in the office after practice and call you. But when I put in a request for Pat, he like kind of gave me, he, he told the PR guy, Hey, just have him call me on my cell phone at home, which players usually don't do to people that don't know. And I got on the phone with him for about an hour and we talked and he was real. Everything that you would read about him is true. Real, inquisitive guy he kind of turned it on me was acting like you know asking me questions about stuff and if you remember at the time there was this thing that came out like the six degrees of kevin bacon and so i was sitting there and he goes oh adam you know you said you're a cal state fullerton guy do you know who cj ankrum is and he was the first baseman for cal state fullerton and i actually knew him and i said yeah i know him yeah you know i'm friendly with him and everything is he goes that's our we're one degree apart that's pretty cool and i'm like what do you mean because I hadn't heard of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon until that point. So Pat Tillman was the guy who explained the whole theory to me, like before it exploded and got huge. So we had like that kind of stuff. And then I had kept in touch with him. You know, every season I would do something with him, called him on occasion, talked with him. Great guy. And uh, when you look at it and you look at everything that he's done, I sometimes I don't feel that we do enough 
for the NFL. We don't remember him enough. But I think the move that they should make, and other people suggested things like this, I think that one of, it doesn't have to be the 40-yard line, the whole the whole line or whatever, but the numbers are on the field. One of the four 40s that is out on the NFL field should be red in honor of uh, of his Cardinal red. I, I think like that would that. be a nice deed. A nice should, well, I mean, you know, who, who, you know, what, what, what a, we hail Ted Williams and, and, uh, Bob Feller and rightly so for what they did in WW2. This would be a great deed to, to honor, uh, to honor Pat Tillman. So, all right, we'll never... give it, we'll give it to Tillman then. We'll give it to oh, Tillman cool. over, uh, over Sayers. Oh, very cool. And it's one of those things too. He never did what he did for the notoriety. He never wanted to be more special than any other soldier, but I think as a way of honoring all soldiers, through Pat Tillman, the the face of the faceless, I think, would be a nice deed. I like that number 40 idea. All right. So we'll do that. And uh, you know what? I know we say it all the time, but let's really spin more this week, Rank. I, I want to do – one is not nearly enough for me. Not with the playoffs. I could have – we could have talked about the Chargers for 40 minutes. I know. Has we're always – we, I feel like we do Cliff's Notes version because we don't get to do enough show. We don't have enough time, enough hours in the day, in the, in the week. We got to get more. Black tie, it's on you. Make it so, fella. We need to spin more and more and more. And the next time we do it, I want to take some calls. Black ties. Oh, yeah. Black ties. I, busy playing uh, the Minesweeper or something over there. The show is like the fifth thing on this list of priorities right now. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you hear the uh, you hear the Yub Nub song by the Ewoks going there. It's better than any Christmas carol. What is the best Christmas carol? Like? Let's do that. Got to name the best. Next uh, next show, we do the best Christmas. Is it carol. rocking around the Christmas tree? No, we're gonna have to figure it out on the next show. Okay. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.